Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Woo. Let's go. Y'all need to sit back, listen, enjoy the ride. Tip something, light it up, enjoy the ride. Cause the Sports City Chefs is on the night. In the kitchen, cooking up, they on the ride. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs. Sports city, sports city, sports city, yes, yes, Lord, we got a brand new present, Joe Biden, we riding, I pray you have it, word from the wise, my people stay ahead of come on, I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements, it ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it, case go from cold to hot, state evidence, kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, you chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, you chefs. Yeah. Captain. Taj. Woo! Connecticut. Uh. Yes, 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 yes. Sports City Chefs in the building. What's up, Sports City family? We're here. The call is cookout. We're good. good. <laughs> Villain versus Tyrants. We're good always wins. Uh, call in number 929-477-2759. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're rocking with the chefs. We're here with you for the next 58-plus minutes or so, talking all things sports. I don't do this alone. Every good hero needs a villain. Every good villain needs a hero. I got the best hero in the world. T.T. Timeless in the building. T.T. Timeless, the head honcho. What's going on, my big brother? I done took off his blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped outside the kitchen. Timeless is alive. Yo, you you okay? You all right? Because you, you stuttering, groggy, everything. Uh, you I do, okay? I, 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 so today is a crazy day, Timeless. So I got – I have my son had a game, came down to the last second, the, literally the last second, the last play of the game, Fourth and one from the one-yard line, they fumbled the snap. So in flag football, when you fumble the snap, it's a dead ball. So that was a loss of possession. They ended the game. So they lost by four points. They, they drove all the way down the field and had, like, I think six cracks to get in the end zone. So they lost, right? And I, I come home, watching the Yankee game. I got to get ready for the show. And I'm literally doing a live draft right now on, on the clock. Next pick, live draft, PP. So it's it's a crazy evening, nevertheless. But how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Jeez, man. You up here. I got to get you to talk, right, man? I got to proper these people up. Don't don't worry, y'all. I got y'all, <laughs> man. I, I came out that blazer for a reason, man. I, I got to do what I got to do, man. I got to save the city, you know. But um, I, I'm 
I'm on top of the world right now, man. This is this is NFL Christmas Eve, man. It's just about to kick off tomorrow at least. Well, at least I get to say like the pre-Eve because like the real Eve is gonna be Saturday night. But the season kicks off tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it's an epic game. I thought I really can't decide who's gonna win the game, so that's something to think about, man. And you know, other than that, man, I'm pretty pissed off on how things going on in the Bronx already. But I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even like buying into what's going in the Bronx right now because um I really feel mm-hmm. like I feel like they are setting them up to do that to us. Every time we go into a game against the the Yankees in a series, they rest the good players and they're resting them again. So it's like, what what are you, are you proving that we're going to lose to them? Like that's so Kepler sitting out, but you keep bringing him in the pinch hit. Like he's one of our better hitters. Like <laughs> why why do you have him out? Like just, just tell me. Just tell me what you're trying to do. Like, are you telling me we're going to lose to them? Like, you're just, this is what it is. And then <laughs> Kepler gets up yesterday with a man on and or two men on or something, and he strikes out in the ninth inning. His first at bat is like, why? Why bring him in? Like, you're already shattering this guy's yeah. confidence that he can't play against the Yankees. Like, I, I don't get it. So I literally are looking at like Kepler, like he's gonna end up walking, like or not even walking. They're gonna send him packing. I, I really does. That's where I feel like they look at him, and he's one of my favorite players. If not, one of my favorite players on the Twins, like, for real. Like, like Buxton just started coming on this year. Like, I like Buxton now because Buxton mm-hmm. actually was healthy somewhat through the year. But um, Kepler's been there, had a good eye for the ball, but it was like this year he just couldn't find the ball. He had a 36 home run season. He's at nine. Like, y'all, they, they shattered him. And um, Sano's going to be gone, too, because Sano can't stay healthy. And um, he's a strikeout king mm-hmm. now. And I feel bad because Sano's yeah. going to end up being the same guy that Poppy was. David Ortiz was on the Twins and was striking out like crazy. He went to Boston and turned into a hero in Massachusetts. And it's like, watch Sano do the same thing, leave Minnesota and go somewhere and just start blasting balls everywhere. It's going to be the same thing Poppy did. So it's unfortunate that this is the way the Twins are working with the lineup with, with quality all up and down the board and just keep working the farm. We like we got good people in the farm. Get them up here. We'll play them and the other guys can rest. It's like, no, play the dudes that you sitting up here paying. Like, I don't I don't get that. Mm-hmm. And and it was, this is Rocco Baldelli. I think it's like a rule book or some manual that if you become the skipper, this is what you're supposed to do as a Twins manager. It's like, nah, hell no. Like, <laughs> we could beat every other team in the major leagues except the Yankees. Like, you tell, you tell me how that looked. That's I don't even look right. Like, like how? Everybody else beating the Yankees shit. The Orioles beat them. I'm sorry for cursing. The Orioles beat them. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. That's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, the Orioles could be the Yankees, but we can't. No, because it's, it's yeah, I, no. okay. So they did it. They they did it the first game. They rested players. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Then we lose. And it's like, okay, so now it rains. So then they got the doublehead. I'm like, now everybody should be rested. They should be all right. They still resting. Dude. It's like, what? Okay, you know you're fighting for first place in the central. <laughs> like you're you're within a game right. or two. Now you're losing with people rested. What are you gonna wait till Bucks to come back and then make the run? Like oh man. Unbelievable. Oh, crazy. So I'm on the oh, I'm on the clock. So um yeah, I'm on the clock. So I got I just got Najee Harris. Uh so I'm gonna bring Sirius in. Sirius, what's going on? So I'm on the clock. I'm going to go receiver. Actually, I'm going to take Mixon, take Joe Mixon. So I got two running backs, Najee Harris and Joe Mixon. Serious, what's going on, baby? Hmm. What's going on, fellas? How we doing, TP? Good to hear from you, man. Yo, man. Here's the thing. I was talking to another Twinkie fan the other day. He kind of said the same thing. 
you know, at the end of the day, man, I'm not too sure what the heck's going on with the organization. Uh, but I really can't say too much because the Yankees can lose to everybody but the plan. Orioles smack them in the head. Astros smack them in the head. Athletics smack them in the head. They don't even beat you know the Astros. They don't even beat the Astros. It's like, wait, come on. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like they see ghosts. I feel like they see ghosts. I got, Sorry, I, I, I got a question for you, my guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you, uh, I, I heard you picked up Najee, but why did you come back in the second round and and, and pick up Bro Mixon? Why didn't you go right receiver there? I wanted to, but I don't like um, I don't like CD Lamb. Uh, he was the next highest rated uh, receiver available. I'm, I, so I got the 10 pick. So it's a loop around. So um, I, right. I, I agree with you. I probably should have went receiver, but my thinking is I'll get two good backs, two good RB1s, and then I'll come back and I just got to get strong receivers. And then I'll probably, I'll probably subsidize that with like a top tight end or quarterback, depending on how it shakes so out. The quarterbacks ask, haven't gone so off let me ask you this question. yet. Just, just, yep. just kick the giggle because, I mean, you know I'm kind of, you know, I love eating this joint. So, pretty much you're going to go receiver, receiver, tight end, or tight end, receiver, receiver? I'm probably going to go – I'll probably have to go receiver, quarterback, tight end, or receiver, tight end, quarterback. Wow. Oh, okay. I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably yeah, have I'm, to get I'm, the best at each at tight end and quarterback. I'm asking a question. I'm asking, a question. I'm asking a question because – yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why would you pick a quarterback in the sixth round, unless and and uh, unless Josh Allen falls or Justin Herbert falls? Why would you waste that pick? You can pick a quarterback in the in the seventh, eighth round. Hell, I've seen drafts where you get you know Russell Wilson that late. Yeah, it's um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm it I got some. I got some guys on here that know what they're doing. And I got some that don't. So it depends. It like you know what I mean? It really depends on I don't think any quarterbacks come off the board yet. Josh Allen's still available, Patrick Mahomes is still available, and Herbert's still available. So I mean I could get greedy and take the best quarterback and and fade a, a receiver to the next I mean I, I got so I got, I'm I'm two picks away, then I have one, two, three, four picks, and then I have a quarterback. So I could probably go receiver, get best available fade and get a top three quarterback. So why why was it I invited to that draft? What, what's that about? Oh, so this is for my this is for my job. So this is through my my company. So there it's it's a it's a private room. So I, I mean you know I, you know I love to have you guys in there, but um, I mean I, every time I offer to get the chefs in here for uh, uh, their own draft, everybody balks on it. So, I mean, hold on. Let me bring in Harvey. You wait till the last week to start trying to put it together. You you wait till week No, every time, every time time I try to put it together, every time I try to put it together, everybody fades on me. So, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to drop Terry McGowan. Stop it. I'm dropping Terry McGowan with my pick right now. So, I'm going to fade the quarterback. What's up, Mike? I would probably, if I were you, if no quarterbacks are going yet, unless Kelsey's still sitting there, uh, I would probably go ahead and get two receivers and get a quality receiver with this next pick as well. So I just, yeah, so my third pick, I got Terry McLaurin. He's best available. 
tight ends are is off. Michael Most Pittman tight ends Jr. are off the board. Um, is Michael Pittman Jr. still there? Got, he got he got taken. He got taken. Okay. So best available right now is Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams, and Brandon Cooks. So I'm on the clock. Um, I got Terry McLaurin. I could go Brandon receiver, Cook. tight Brandon ends. Cook. Or t- Please go get Brandon Cooks. Go get Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Trust me, go right, get Brandon Cooks. I'll fade Cook. the tight end. He's I'll, a, fa- I'll fade the tight he's end. He's a volume monster. Fade the tight end. Fade the tight okay. end. Okay. Right. Here's hit the thing. You, you, you get tight end late, go get, like, Dalton Schultz. Um, Dallas Goddard. My steal has been Philadelphia, but No, no. My steal has been uh, Cameron Brake. Cameron Brake from um, – I think he's going to be a volume play. Cameron Brake from uh, the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. I, think I, like, I, just that. Paid him. I, yeah. I like that. I like, I like da- Dallas Goddard better than him. Okay. If he's there. We done morphed into a fantasy show. What's up? I know. <laughs> okay, what's up, fellas, man? Like, what's up, Mike? What's up, Mike? Big homie no, no, this is, this is what it is. This is what it is. So – um, yeah, call number nine two nine four seven. I can't even get the phone number right. Nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. The chefs are in the building. TP Timeless, the head honcho, Mr. Harvey, Aaron Sirius, Simmons in the building. Um, yeah, listen, it's fun. Um, you know, this league kind of came up last minute, um, and and we got some good players in. We got some newbies, so I hopefully take advantage. Um, and, and and they were arguing. They didn't even want to do PPR. I'm like, dude, I I don't do a league without PPR. Like you can you can you can save the drama for your mama. I I, I don't I don't know where you know where you get that from. So whatever, it, it's that's all good. The, but, that's another um, reason why I can't join the barbershop league. I can't do it. That's the one reason why I won't do it because they do stand over there. Right. It's not no it's PPR now, see? It's PPR. Okay. Y'all ain't tell me that. So, Y'all ain't tell me that. So, so don't, so don't, well, don't, don't, so don't, so don't, don't spread lies to the people amusing the young. Please don't do that. So, yeah, no, we had our draft well, last well, week. Well, I think well. I had a good team. TP had a, uh, I think TP had a solid uh, draft too. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But real quick, um, Emmanuel Sanders uh, announced his retirement at 35. So, uh, you know, good career for him. Um, you know, hope the best in his, his next, uh, next phase in his life. Um, you know, college football took center stage last week, Saturday, some great games. A little bit of news coming out that we talked about it. I feel like every time we do a show together, TP, the next day, stories hit. The next day, Donovan comes out, uh, is, is traded from the Jazz, and then uh, college football announces a 12-team playoff. So, um, you know, 12-team playoff is on the way as soon as um, 2026. Push, people are hopefully pushing to get that to 2024 uh, as the, as the soonest. I would love to see it next year. But uh, TP Timeless, um, talk to me about college football finally, finally, finally expanding the play, playoff to 12 teams. I now know they listen to us. I don't care what nobody says. No more. I've been biting myself far too long. They listen to us. The topic that we talked about last Wednesday, both of them, two different sports, happened when we was like, there's no way. I'm up here like Utah ain't going to trade him because if they do, they might well, you know, collapse the team, get rid of the Jazz. They did it that next day. And then we said, 
Chandler was in here himself and said there's no way that they're going to expand that playoff the next day, Thursday. They say that they rule that they have a 12-team playoff in, like, years to come. It's like, y'all listening, and don't act like y'all not. So y'all can say y'all heard it here first, here in the kitchen with the the crew, the gang, the chefs. Like, you you know better. Like, so one one thing, first and first. With college football, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna get very personal. So, allow me yeah, to reintroduce myself. My name is Tom. You know, so the crazy part is, you let all of these years go by with talented university after talented university, and saying, "Oh, we only got two for the national championship." And then as a few recent years, oh, we're just gonna get four for the, the playoff and see how that pans out. We're gonna come up with a uh, a championship game. Now, all of a sudden. Four years from now, you're coming up with a 12-team playoff? Like, you're going to – it's already thinning out now. It's already – it's parody all all over the board, so now it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have those other teams that were sitting up there that was undefeated but ranked low that could probably be the team that was ranked higher because they was just living that diva lifestyle. It, it, it's, taken, it's taken away from the essence. You're better off going back to the way it was. Now you're going to do it when everybody's going to be like, well, back in my day, they should have did it then because it's like, no, y'all waited till y'all was old as ever to be like, well, we ain't going to be here to see the end of it anyway. Like, that's corny. Like, I, I'm i personal with this one. This is disgusting that not only college football and how do I say it, the committee, yeah, the committee doing this and putting mm-hmm. it together for years to come. And now all the things that's good now, what, is it going to be freshmen that's holding on to the legacy of, Four years from now, so like Alabama, Ohio State, uh, who else did good last year? Michigan, and then it ain't going to be Cincinnati. But, like, all of them are going to carry on his legacy from their freshman year until 2026. It's like, come on. Like, that, that's ridiculous. The only one you may see there is Alabama, depending on how long Saban stick around. And um, Stroud is going to end up leaving Ohio State soon, so you don't know what the next plan of the quarterback behind him is going to look like. It's it's ridiculous that they did that. And uh, the basketball situation with Donovan Mitchell is like, I don't get what Utah did. I don't even want to say is trying to do or they're doing. I, they, there's no trying in Utah. They gave up one of the better defensive players in the league, even though he doesn't have a good offensive or He doesn't have an offensive game at all, but he was their defense. And then you get rid of your superstar. Like you get rid of Spider. Any quality behind him there, Mike Conley is probably the next leader. Mike Conley is leaving in a year if he doesn't leave this yeah. year. Like Utah, I, I, I get it. I know the uh, the history of the state of Utah and how you heard of several players talk about it. But now watching them get rid of that culture out there, I can already see what they're trying to bring to Utah and hoping that that works. I, I think they will be, and I'm going to be brutal, They'll be at the bottom of the Western Conference next year. They'll be there. They will be there. They got rid of their coach. They got rid of their best defensive player. Mm-hmm. They got rid of their megastar. Who's there? They got rid of Ingles. They got rid of who? They got rid of everybody. It feels like the movie. Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Professional when Leon was killing up. He's killing everybody. And Gary Oldman <laughs> said, "Yo, bring the whole police force down here." He said, "Everyone." He said, "Everyone." <laughs> and that. That's exactly what's happening right now. He got rid of everyone, just like that. Okay, so so that that's how that feels right now, man. <laughs> if you don't know that movie, please go watch that movie. <laughs> well, Leon was killing everybody up in there for that little girl. He said, "He said, yo, bring the whole police department down." He said, "He said, 
said, bring the whole police everybody. department down here for him. He, 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 he listening to the music. He said, everyone, he said, everyone. everyone. No way. <laughs> he wasn't playing with him, boy. He wasn't playing. Oh, my God. Yo, that's hysterical. That's hysterical. Um, I just picked Tom Brady, so I passed on Dak. I got Brady, believe. too. You copied that. I got Brady, too. I had to get him. <laughs> I figured he's going to put up at least 5,000, so I can I can work with that. But, um, listen, um, it's, it's, it's been – listen, what I heard is Donovan wanted out, quietly wanted out, and I think we all knew that. Um, I think he wanted to go to the Knicks. But Cleveland's a better situation. Um, Garland, Mobley, uh, Allen, that's a young core that it's hard to put them in the top four, but I could easily put them in the top six and they could get, they could get to that second round. Um, You know, when they're just getting young, they're young and they're just getting more talented. So uh, it was a good pickup for Cleveland. Sneaky good. Um, but for the college football, I mean, uh, serious. I'll come to you. What do you? What's the ramifications uh, of this? I mean, it's what we've all wanted for years. Um, I feel like yeah. they they could have done this before the season started. They could have done this at any time. Now all of a sudden, they, we've been asking for it. Now they want to do it, and then they're going to hold us hostage for four years. Like, get it done now. Like, what are we talking about? It's a money grab, obviously. They want to get their bowl money and all yeah. that and conference championship money. But seriously, talk to me about the ramifications of this this move. You know, honestly, for me, I think it's a couple of things. First and foremost, uh, I think it's all about the dollar-dollar bill, y'all. Um, and mm. honestly, I think college football, um, I think, I don't know if it was Chandler or one, one, one of the chefs says that it is, uh, legalized slave trade, you know, and that's, and, and that's before mm-hmm. the 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 NILs and stuff like that. And I, I I think this is right in lockstep with that because at the end of the day, you know what the consumer wants, you know what the consumer needs, and yet you continually hold us hostage, you know, and don't really divulge or keep it a buck the the ramification and the criteria that you're using to make said decisions. For example, um, we all know sitting here that if Alabama loses, they're not they're, they're not falling out of the top four. But if you want to take a look at what took place this past week, okay, and understand that obviously Alabama and Georgia, you know, did, did work. But how in the world did Michigan jump into the top four? Mm-hmm. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So, I it, mean, it, it, it's even starting now. I, I think that the way it's currently set up, they want that rematch. They want they want Alabama versus Georgia, you know, and, 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 and the championship. And I don't foresee a path for any one of these teams losing outside of playing each other. Um, in the SEC championship game. So when, when it's all said and done, um, this is about money. This is all about money. Now, I don't know what is prohibiting this this, this from jumping off next year. I mean, you announced it, mm-hmm. you know, week one uh, this season, so you have a whole rest of the season and whole off season to, to, to put it together and, you know, make it to where it's it's the 18th next year. Um 
as as Chief alluded to, I, I do feel bad for those other teams, those other schools that had uh, winning records and had um, a, a shot at potentially being involved in this type of tournament. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to really cry over spilled milk. I do believe that this is a step in the right direction. I just do not like and or appreciate the fact that they are trying to hold us hostage for longer than it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of touched on a point that I, I wanted to get to, Mike, and I want to bring you on on this one too. It, it makes the top 10 very important to have a 12-team playoff. Like being top 10 is now – it's not only a vanity thing, it's important to get into the playoff. Like you don't want to be on that fringe 11-12 or 13-14 and miss the playoff. And now, you know, it's like you could be a top 16 and not make the playoff. You know, that now that top 10 ranking almost is, means nothing. You know what I mean? So, um, and like Michigan, how how do they, how does Ohio State drop from two to three and they beat a, a top five team? I, I, I don't get that. And Michigan beat nobody. Colorado State, who? So that, that, makes, that makes no sense to me. I agree with you, serious. But, uh, Mike, I mean, what do you think about uh, the ramifications of, of the expansion, finally, the expansion of the uh, Well, you know, I think uh, a couple of college things. football hey, playoffs. Yeah. A, I think we're splitting hairs on the rankings, two, three, four. When you got to think about, like, the first playoff rankings do not come out really until late October because they do – that's one thing they did, right, was they don't yeah. just go by the polls and they – decided to wait long enough for several games to be played so you really have a chance to get a good look at these teams before you actually start ranking them the playoff ramifications, right? So that's the first fact. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if Ohio State or Georgia will rank two or three going into week two. Uh, what matters is what they do over the rest of the season. Uh, now, that I disagree being said, with that, but I'll come back to you on that. Uh, no, you can, you can well, take it right after Mike. Well, the playoff rankings aren't based on these polls. Once again, uh, these the the whole thing that these polls are put out is to give us something to talk about. I mean, honestly, at this point in the season, because there's going to be enough decided on the field. Second of all, I agree. I wish some of this has happened well before. Um, I think part of the reason that it's going to take a little bit of time, it should not as long as it's supposed to, as long as they're saying it might. But part of the reason why it is going to take some time is because they did sign contracts that said we're doing this through this season or whatever. And so there's got to be some – now that they finally decided this is what was going to happen, they have uh, – they finally have to now either figure out what these early outs are going to be or how to get out of these existing contracts for this 14 playoff. Uh, right. A couple other things. Right. They're going to factor these bowl games. So the same way they factor them into the semifinals, these bowl games are probably start going to be mm-hmm. start going to be factoring in when you get to the quarterfinal mm-hmm. round, if not that uh, if not that round of twelve. So they're going to factor some bowl games into these playoff games, and I think they're actually going to set it up where you have to be. Uh, the jury's sort of still out on this, but I think they're going to say you have to be a conference champ to be one of those top four seeds. To at least add some relevance I would hope to those so. uh, conference championships, and so that being said, you're, the days of say Alabama and Georgia meeting for the national championship are going to be over because 
you're not going to be on the same side of the bracket. You're going to be on separate sides of the bracket. So, for example, if you have one loss, it, you're going to be on the same side, actually. So if you have a one-loss SEC team who barely lost in the championship game and you got to have conference champs as a top, well, then that team's going to slot it into number five. So they would have to face the number one team in the semifinals. So I, I think you're going to uh, – it's going to make it a little better for these teams to match up in the in the championship game. Um, I think it still could happen depending on how brackets fall and whatnot. But um, I think that I I would much rather us bicker about who got left out at 13-14 than 4-5-6, and six, right, and leave one of the top five teams. Because when you go four, it means for sure one of the top five teams in the country is getting left out of able to contend for a championship. So I would much rather uh, one of those teams be there. Quick story, though, the interesting thing is the SEC was pushing hard spring for expansion. And others mm-hmm. were like, wait, if the S- if some of the other power conferences and athletic directors were like, wait, if the SEC is doing this, why? Wait, something must be wrong with it. I don't know if we want to do this. But once the dominoes fell, for UCLA and USC to join the Pac-10 or once they started talking about Big Ten, uh, then they started sort of realizing, okay, there's no way we're going to be able to get around it now. We're going to have to do something. Otherwise, the SEC and Big Ten may end up with the top four spots in the playoffs most years, or at least three of the four. And so that's, uh, you know, I think that has a lot to do with why this is happening as well. Um, That being said, it, you know, I, I thought six, but I told Chandler last week, I said, it's going to expand. Watch, when they meet Friday, there's going to be something said about it. Um, I would have liked to have seen him maybe go six, because once you get the toothpaste out, you can't put it back, and then eventually expand. But I think uh, at least if you go 12, it still means something to win a conference and be one of those top four, because you at least get a bye, and you only have to play three games in order to win the championship. So I'm curious to see the formatting and how they – end up putting it together. I'm hoping that this improves some of the out-of-conference scheduling so a team isn't so leery about, okay, well, if we take a loss, even if we take two, if we take care of business in the rest of our game, we've got a chance to be there. You know what I mean? So uh, hopefully mm-hmm. that'll help. But, you know, with these conferences going to nine games as opposed to eight across the board, it is going to be a little bit harder to schedule things out of conference. But it's all money, though, in my mind, because the way oh, I look at it is that, sure. yeah, it, because the the way I'm I'm seeing it is is because the Pac-10 and probably the Big Ten, not the Big Ten, the uh, the Big Twelve, didn't want it because they're still trying to secure cable deals, right? They're trying to keep that money because they're losing teams left and right. So the SEC and the Big Ten, they got their deal. They got their money, right? They get each school gets what ten, fifteen million just off their TV deal alone More. with ESPN and Fox or what have you. More than that, right? So the the, yeah. the Pac-10 knows they need to get they need to get a seat at the table, even if it's a kiddie table. They got to get in, right? Because they don't have money. Um, so I think that's a part of it too, but I think I think you're you're spot on. Serious, go ahead, double click on what um, Mike said. Well, here's the thing, I man. At the end of the day, I kind of I, I see where, where where Mike was going, but with all due respect, you know, 
I, I disagree with the fact that the positioning in week one doesn't necessarily play a factor because if you actually pull up the schedules of all four teams, um, essentially Alabama's favored by double digits in every game but one. Uh, Georgia's favored by double digits in every game. Uh, going down the stretch here, Ohio State is favored by double digits. So if, 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 if these teams take care of business, which we all essentially expect for them to do, the top three will be solidified. Now, Ohio State does play Michigan. That's going to be a tossing game. I do expect Ohio State to win that ball game based off of this talent. Um, now, if C.J. Stroud decides he wants to play like he's been playing, uh, the latter part of last year and the first game of this season, that, that may change because I think that uh, they won that game in spite of him. But um, ultimately, I do agree with what everybody's saying. Um, this is a huge money grab, and I think the fact that they are ranked the way they are was done on purpose. I told my buddy, I was like, listen, the reason why Ohio State probably fell and Michigan uh, came up the way it did was because Clemson struggled the way it did versus their opponent on Monday night. If Clemson blows them out, then this whole point is moot. You know what I'm saying? I still think that Ohio State would have fought, would have failed because Georgia just beat the brakes off of Oregon. But at the end of the day, Ohio State did play a, 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 a top five opponent you know, and they played them pretty tough. So I, I get it, but you, you have to look the part. And no other teams that I'm foreseeing right now, quote, unquote, look the part like Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State right now. And that's why I think they were slotted the way they were, regardless of week but one scheduling or going out to November when the selection starts. In the day that uh, – Even or the class of the Pac-12 last few years, and they understand that Ohio State played high ranking. Uh, they played them at home, Georgia, on a neutral site, but it might as well have been at home. But Georgia more, and you could say it has to do with the opponent. But Georgia looked than Ohio State in Week One. But what I'm saying is about two and three not mattering is if you're arguing over two and three, those two teams are going to play each other anyway at, in the first round of the yeah. playoffs. So I, I'm saying it doesn't really matter that much. Now, if you start talking about whether or not a team should be three or four or maybe they got pushed to the wrong side of the bucket, that's a completely different discussion. But as far as who's two and who's three, I don't care because two and three are going to play each other at the end of the day. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, those are the three teams that will make the playoff, in my mind. It's three, it's, it's three plus one. And I think that's a big reason why this playoff is coming, because it's like you get two SEC teams, you get uh, a Big Ten team, and then who else can come to the dance? Notre Dame can't get in the dance, typically, because they're an independent. They don't have a conference championship. The ACC might get Clemson. But typically, if Clemson was a little down like they were last year with a win or two, a loss or two, I mean, they don't get in. So it's like the Pac-10 can't get into the dance. The, you know, the Big, the Big 12 has a hard time getting into the dance. It's either them, the Big 12, or the ACC. So it's like you had to expand. All these, these schools had to see, like, to get that championship money, 
to get that that playoff money that all these other teams are getting that Alabama gets every year. Georgia's been getting consistently. We got to expand. So that's it's money at the end of the day. And so the only hope now for the Pac-12 is USC. The only hope now for the Pac-12 is USC and the Pac-12 to have a seat at the table. And what they have to hope is that USC wins impressive all the way out, that Notre Dame doesn't lose again until they play USC. USC beats them and has a resounding victory in the uh, in the Pac-12 championship game. That is the only with, with Florida losing at Utah and with the way that uh, Oregon just got beat. The only hope the Pac-12 has to be in the uh, is USC. And, and you reduce one team already after week one. But see, at, at the end of the day, like here's the thing: like you want solid football. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like you want to see at the table. You don't want to get to the table and and, and throw up your mashed potatoes and your gravy because that's not a good look. And at the end of the day, like we looked at what took place last year with Cincinnati. They had no business being on that field. It was a bad. But you look. couldn't keep them out. So, but you couldn't keep them out. Right? They were undefeated. And again, I mean, exactly. I mean, again, and, and that's my point. Like. We have to be able to kind of legislate this to the point where I like the 12 because, yes, Cincinnati, a team like Cincinnati will, will, will get in, but they get, they, they'll they probably get weeded out before they get to, you know, the, you know, championship Sunday, championship Saturday, championship week or whatever the hell it is, whatever the hell it's called. Because that was, that was just depressing mm-hmm. to watch. I, I, I turned it off. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and this is such a big money grab, and this is such a – you know, look at me type of event. The fact that you had piss poor, you know, outmatch, outclass, you know, on, on, on the field, it, it sucks for the league. So it, it kind of throws a, a, a middle finger uh, in, in, on, on your product, and you don't want that in the first place. Villain, give me 10 more seconds. Uh, 10. I'm counting last, it down. Last year, last year we had two playoff games. They were both one-sided in the semifinals. And I feel like yep. there will be some Cinderella stories, but with 12 teams, out of 11 games, you're going to have years where you're going to see seven or eight blowouts, just so you know, just so we're all aware. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. TP, how do you, TP, how do you think they will – how, how do you think they're going to lay out this playoff system? Like, obviously, I think it'll spill into January a little bit. Um, they might start mid to late December, like – and then, so they'll probably have a couple buys. You, like, how do you think they'll do it? Do you think they'll do, um, like, two, four buys, top four teams get a buy, then eight, eight to four? I think if it's 12 teams or six games that's going to be played right there, they don't have enough time to go six, three, and then what? Six. That's how it would go, right? It's something like that, or the top two teams will get four a buy. I'm thinking, and then it would go yeah, like maybe four, two, and then one. The top four, the top yeah. four, yeah, top four eight, get a buy. Eight, eight. yeah. And so, eight, yeah, eight, that's eight, what I mean. I think so I, can I finish? Wait, can I finish? I, I, was, I thought he said TV. No, I, ahead, TV's ahead, out ahead. I, I know, I know that a lot of people want to try and be Thomas. Is that right? Don't, but you know, so. <laughs> I, well, from, from what I was asked, you know, I think that it, it'll be two teams 
gotta get the buy, and then they go four, two, and one. It's gonna be something like that. But like I'm thinking, just like you said, mid December, and then run to February, how the Super Bowl would, and, and it'll probably be that Saturday right before the Super Bowl to keep everything hype all out football for that weekend. That's what I would think would have to happen. They can't run college football into March Madness. They can't do that. So um, I, I think they have to give college basketball its little leeway of February and then the conference championships and then boom, the you know, the big dance. So I, I think they if the only way they can do it is if they started somewhere mid to late December, let that run through the whole January get all the money that they want to get back from all the NIL money they lost, and then uh, build up that national championship right before the Super Bowl. I actually like the idea too. Uh, so you got to get you got to get four by, and then eight teams play at least four. That gives you eight. So then you have, so then your second round gives you eight more teams playing, and then you have the semifinals and finals. I, I like TP's idea of the week before the Super Bowl. The other possibility that I was thinking was in that off week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. So if you ran, like, your first round of games, say, third weekend of uh, December before the holiday, and then you came back with uh, your quarterfinals right around New Year's Day, right around that time with the bowl games, and then you came back with your semifinals around, like, the 11th or so, kind of when they're playing the championship game right now, then you came back a couple weeks later, and like I said, maybe you hit your uh, title game. I, I like your idea of the Saturday of the Super Bowl, but I also like the idea of maybe doing it in that off week between the division championship games and the Super Bowl and having uh, college football have its one last hurrah or its, you know, the stages on it for that weekend, and then we get on to the Super Bowl the following week. I mean – the more football, the better. I I, I really I, I kind of feel like it's going to be four teams by eight. Then the the eight teams play. The two winners face the two buys, and then boom, boom, boom. So that would be one, two, three, four weeks. I think right. That'd be about a month. So yeah. So you have four games. Might be able to, yeah, but I mean it'll be four weeks of games. Like, yeah. Yeah. The first round, four, four, two, then the one. bye week, yeah. four, four, two, one. So be, I mean, I'm not hating on that. I think I think they could figure it out. Um, but TP's right; they don't want to run it too long because you can't compete with um, NFL playoffs. Now NFL, hmm, they they extended it. They have that extra you know week for the regular season. So they have a little wiggle room. I don't know how it would look to have college playoff on top of NFL playoffs. I mean, in the, I mean, look, the NFL playoffs were amazing last year. So, I, you know, even the first you, round game. So it'll be tough to run up against that. What you, got? you could almost play the college, the semifinals on the Saturday of the division championship games and then come back the on either Saturday or the following Monday night, right before the Super Bowl, and do the title game. Which because probably when you down. get to the last weekend of the playoffs, when you get down to the weekend of the play, uh, title games, then those two games are on Sunday. There's no Saturday football in the NFL. Do you see what I'm right. saying? So you could almost you could right. have your semifinals that weekend. And it'll be interesting. I, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, very interesting to, to see how they do it. But um, yeah. Unless anybody has anything to double-click on on college football, we can move away from that. Um, 
We got NFL um, about to, to get popping off. Um, we can let, I, I definitely want to get into the season, but I want to talk about tomorrow's game, the kickoff game, the Bills versus the Rams, the defending champs getting their, their, um, their moment in the sun, their, their customary uh, opening Thursday game. It's pretty much a tradition, a uh, great night of football. Um, the Rams hosting the Buffalo Bills, who everybody and their mother thinks is a serious, serious contender to get to the Super Bowl. I, I think they are, too. So um, Rams are, are home, but they're home dogs. The Buffalo Bills are favored two and a half in that game. TP timeless. Uh, Rams and Bills, what are, you, what are you expecting from this opening game? Um, I, I really think that the Bills – should win this game. I'm really worried about how they're making it a big thing about Stafford's elbow. You know, um, I'm being worried about if it's going to bother him. I think this is just something to give him, like, leeway going into the season, especially while Odell isn't around early portion of the season because he, he didn't leave the Super Bowl injured. His arm wasn't a factor then. He was, you know, doing his celebrating during the Super Bowl uh parade or whatever, so I don't I don't know what it is. Is it old age? Is it, you know, tendonitis? I don't know, but they're giving it some type of storyline while he'll get the, you know, his championship ring and the banner put up, so on and so forth. But I think that uh, the way that the Bills left the field last year, that has to be one sour taste of how things went down uh, with 13 seconds on the clock in the fourth quarter and still be able to get tied up, go into overtime, and lose as soon as the coin gets tossed. So, I think the Bills are on a, a revenge tour and is going to have to start up against the defending champs in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Serious Bills, Rams, opening the season tomorrow. What do you got? You know, it, it, it's crazy because at the end of the day, I think that um, if these two teams met again, um, and this upcoming Super Bowl, it, it wouldn't shock anybody. I, I think that a lot of people are picking uh, the Bills to, to represent the AFC. I, for one, again, have gone on record to say I don't believe that. However, um, this Bills team, like Pete alluded to, it, it is on a mission. This is the, this is going to be the they, – they've watched, you know, their season come to an end in historic fashion, two consecutive years in a row. You know, they they, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs two years ago um, in the AFC Championship game. And, you know, you see the pictures of Stephon Diggs, you know, just chilling, watching them celebrate and watching the confetti fall. And he said that he wanted to take that into the following season. So the following season, they, they, they go up against the Kansas City Chiefs again in the division round, and we all know what took place. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say the curse of the Buffalo Bills is starting to rear its ugly head, um, but, you know, this is a team that is poised to get it done. Um, and, it, you know, what better way to, than, than, than to announce your arrival um, than to go into the defending champion's nest and, and pop them on the head? Um, I'm not sure if we're picking a winner or anything just yet, but it's, it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, on the flip side, um, there's a lot of question marks, in my opinion, surrounding the L.A. Rams, all of which are brought on by the Los Angeles Rams. You know, Sean McVay doesn't really play as starters 
or anything like that during preseason, you know, what we're talking about, a, a split time share in the backfield between uh, Cam Akers and, and Henderson. Uh, so you really don't have any type of traction and or clarity as to the division of labor there. Obviously, Cooper Cup is as good as advertised, but you bring in um, – you bring in Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears and you want to sit there and, you know, potentially hope and pray that he can kind of morph into that Robert Woods role or that or that wide receiver two role um, that, that is vacant there. You don't really have too much of a slot guy to, to speak of, um, if you will. You know, um, Odell hasn't resigned yet. There's still no indication that he's going to resign there. You lose. Von Miller on defense, Aaron Donald, first with retirement, um, decides to come back. Jalen Ramsey is, is, is a year older out there. And the questions surrounding the L.A. Rams, um, of which I don't think I, I don't think very many of them uh, will get answered. And notice how I, I didn't even bring up Matthew Stafford's elbow. Um, take it from a Stella fan. When that elbow goes, it's, it's, it's time for you to consider hanging him up. Um, so I'm not trying to push Matthew Stafford into retirement just yet, but I will say this, um, that's something that definitely needs to be monitored and looked at. And all of us here play fantasy football and the ramifications uh, associated with Matthew Stafford's arm um, is going to be felt by us all, whether it's Cooper Cup, whether it's Higby, whether you you know picked up Allen Robinson, whether they're going to be able to stock the box against your running back. So that's Cam Akers and, and Henderson. Uh, hell, even if you've got the Rams defense, man, they're going to get tired and give up, you know, bombs over Baghdad. So it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem, man. But, hell, football is back. Football is back, man. I can't wait to talk about it and break it down some more with you guys now. Yeah, we're back. I'm loving it, man. It's going to be a fun game. Um Mr. Harvey, what do you got? Bills, Rams, you know, talk to me about this opening game, the kickoff, uh, inaugural kickoff uh, game for the season. Are you there? I think that this is probably a game for the Bills. I mean, I think ring night, distractions, all the other stuff going on with the Rams. I just think this is – you got a pretty good team walking that door, lining up on the other side of the field from you if you're – uh, the Rams tomorrow night. So I feel like this is set up for uh, the Bills to, as TP said, start their sort of revenge tour. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of expectations on the Bills this year. Uh, but I think that this Bills team, with the fact that they've been able to sort of slay the Giant and Belichick last year in the playoffs and then get to where they got, like, this is not a team that's unaccustomed to pressure moments now. So, um Listen, I, I think it's it's a little surprising to see, you know, the Super Bowl champs, underdogs, on their home field on ring night. It tells you something about the team that they're playing. Um, I wouldn't bet this, you know, it being less than a field goal. It's you know, obviously not much. But it is enough to make the home team and defending champions the, uh, the dogs in this game. So I, I feel like the Bills are going to win. I expect a close competitive football game now. Yeah, I mean, who do you got winning? Um, who you got winning, Mike? Serious, who you got winning? Close game. Yeah. Oh man. Um, you know, I'm gonna be. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna go with the dogs. I, I think that. Um, 
although I said a lot, you know, a, a blessing on Buffalo and a lot of negativity towards L.A., I just I, – I, I think they find a way to equal it out, man. I think it's going to be a close one. I think they find a way to equal it out. Yeah. Uh, T.P. Timeless, Mr. Timeless, the hero. Who do you got tonight, tomorrow night? Bills or uh, Rams? Who's the dogs? The Rams. They're laying the two. Rams. They're, the Rams um, are two-point dogs. Yeah. Yeah, the the Bills are laying two and a half. Well, he said he's going with the Just to be funny, he's hilarious. I'm going with the Bills, <laughs> man. I feel, I, I feel like the Bills are going to bring it in. Plus, I, I hate to use, like, sympathy and, and motivation, but – Dawson Knox just lost his brother, man. And he just got the extension today. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, that's some motivation that they gave him a four-year extension over 50-plus. And uh, he yep. just lost his brother a few weeks ago in, like, a, a wreck or something like that. I think that's how his brother passed. Uh, so, wow. I, I I really feel like they're they going to come out with guns and blazing. And uh, with, with what you just said, Barry, with Emmanuel Sanders retiring – they got a point to prove with that offense losing a piece, but Emmanuel Sanders wasn't as big as he was in the past year or two. But still, they have to fill the void of him leaving. And uh, with the running back core that they have, they got to show some type of promise instead of letting Josh Allen run the ball and be the leading rusher in the league. So they got to get stuff done um, and show that they can do it. Otherwise, it's just going to be like off or not. They're going to win the AFC East and then just keep falling short. The Bills are staying true to the way that people idolize the first five letters of their, you know, their reference being, boy, I love losing Super Bowls, or it's just, boy, I love losing games or something. I don't, I don't know what it would be, but they got to pull this off up against a, a Rams team, I think, that might have a hangover. So I think the Bills get it done. I mean, they, they they have the whole summer to have a hangover. Right? <laughs> they better snap out of it. I like the Rams in this game just because they are home. They're getting the rings. You know, the crowd's going to be, you know, energized and everything. But So I think the Bills will start 0-1, but I think the Bills are going to roll after that, baby. Like, they did have the, the statistically the best defense last year, even though it didn't look like it in the playoff game against the Chiefs. Um you know, getting Elam at corner, he's already a starter. He looks really good. Uh, adding Vaughn Miller, that defense looks like they're capable. The offense, obviously, with Josh Allen. But I just think the juice in the building is going to carry the Rams to a close game. I, I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be a close game. But, um, you know, Donald and, and, and Ramsey and those boys are going to do their thing. But I think the Rams need to, you know, they need to show up at some things. You know, they, they're waiting for Odell to get healthy before they sign him. So, Hopefully he comes back and he's ready because he looked really good in that Super Bowl before he got hurt. Um, El- Matt Stafford's elbow, like you said, serious. It's 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 touchy. You know that's not something to sneeze at. It's an elbow. He's used to playing with pain, as as TP knows, but he's not getting younger. He, he's only getting older. So you know we'll see how it how it affects um, his play. But um, hey, listen. Um, getting those rings, getting those big wings. I think the rings get bigger and bigger. I think they're going to have to use two fingers to, to get these rings on people's hands now. Like, these rings are getting ridiculous. They're like championship belts that they're putting on their finger now. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? Woo! Uh, you got to get my nature boy in there. He's <laughs> like, you know, I spent more money and spilled liquor than you made your whole year. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, 
but it, and the juice is going to be in the building. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, um, you know, like I said, call the number 929-477-2759. The chefs in the building uh, call us cook out TP Timeless. The villain, Mr. Harvey, Aaron Sirius Simmons, talking some football. You know, we got to get into the season as we approach uh, opening night and then the opening weekend, some nice slate of games. Um, we'll probably – TP will probably break the games down in detail uh, Sunday on, on uh, <clears throat> the, the Sunday uh, buffet, Timeless Buffet, uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, shameless plug. Uh, all shows sponsored by PHI Apparel. Get to their website, phiapparel.co. Um, and, and buy some Philly gear, uh, friends of the program. But, I mean, TP, I don't know where you want to take it with the season. You want to, you know, do you want to do, like, who do you think is going to win some awards? Do you want to just talk headlines? Like, there's headlines galore. Dallas not looking like <laughs> Dallas signing 40-year-old tackles to their practice squad trying to keep Dak upright. Uh, you know, the Eagles with a lot of talent, the 49ers going with the rookie quarterback or the second-year quarterback, but bringing back their quarterback. So many stories, headlines, or do you want to do um, some awards, however you want to take it, my brother? Well, what, what kind of awards are you referring to? Like, um, you better watch what you like, do with Karma. Don't laugh, because don't laugh because your, your Giants ain't in the best of shape either. Like, if, if Tyrod was healthy, oh. man, I don't know if Danny Jones would be starting. And and y'all receiver depth, y'all went and got y'all went and got a Detroit Lion receiver that got cut in Pimpleton, and he made the team after getting cut. And um, watching Hard Knocks, he was mm-hmm. dropping passes in camp in in New York or Jersey, and they still picked him up. So you better yeah. watch it. You better leave Car- <laughs> you better leave Carmel alone. You better leave her alone. I um, mean, we're ton, already suffering from Carmel because we got your your leftover receiver uh, in Galladay. Both of them. You got you got Galladay too. You you got Galladay too. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to Detroit. Exactly. Welcome to Detroit. <laughs> you want both of them? You got them. Yeah. Anybody else you want? <laughs> no, please. Uh, give me St. Brown. No, 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 I mean, it, I mean, it was a valiant try. You know, you give a valiant effort. You know, <laughs> I can't, I can't fault you for that. You know, at least you try. Um, no, not too much. I mean, Russell Wilson getting damn near two hundred fifty million dollars, and um, he got more money than Aaron Rodgers. I think he's done more in this league than Aaron Rodgers. Man, that's an interesting thing, man. And um, when did Aaron Rodgers get to a Super Bowl? And um, a lot of people are talking about the loss of Devontae Adams. Does he hold up? the you know the fold while he lost his best and only really receiver all season long and does he really stand out for the whole four years of the 200 mil i mean that those are always standing comments and, and questions things of that nature man and um i don't know i feel like there's gonna be a surprise team like the jags that'll probably do better than a lot of people expect i think the bears might shock some people too if they could just keep fields out of harm's way, I think that he might get more mm-hmm. wins than a lot of people proclaim. But um, somebody out of the barbershop said that they think 
the Seahawks are going to beat the Broncos week one in the, you know, open mm. session game Buffalo Wilson. So that's something that I'm like, no way, but I could see, you know, Vegas pulling strings, like everybody put their house on the line for the Broncos too. So this, this is all interesting news while we are sitting on the eve of football week one. Let's double click on that because because Russell Wilson coming back to Seattle. We touched on it a little bit last night on the NFL free for all on Tuesdays at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Shameless plug. Um, Russell coming back to 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 Denver, series. Do you think? Uh, I mean, we know I know we talked about it a little bit. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, yeah. but I mean, what do you what do you think about that whole storyline? I think we talked about will he get booed or will he get cheered, but yeah. do you think he's gonna get a win? Yeah, honestly, I think he gets a win. I don't think it's close. I, I think that Russell Wilson is really going to show up and, and look to to show out, if you will. I mean, nobody knows that that stadium um, and, and knows you know Pete Carroll like like Russell Wilson. Um, it, it, it's the the funniest kind of irony that. You know, Russell, again, Barry, you mentioned this yesterday, that Russell Wilson's first mm-hmm. game in his new season is against the, the former team. You know, um, and I honestly think that the Denver Broncos, or I said this a couple of weeks ago, are, are my pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And I, and I think that they go out to Seattle uh, this upcoming week and bombs over, you know, Baghdad if you will. I think it's gonna be points, 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 points like, you know, you gonna just like the scoreboard up if you will. Um, so I just don't I just don't think that Seattle has enough um talent to, to stop anything that Nathaniel Hackett puts up puts together. Um, I think the really the only time that they take a negative yard, in my opinion, is if they kneel down at at the end of halftime in a victory formation. I just, I just think that whatever they call and they dial up is, is going to work. Um, so whomever in the barbershop mentioned that, um, I need to pop in there and have some words with you because that, that's funny. <laughs> Harvey, I mean, what's, what what storyline kind of reaches out to you? There's been so many people talking about Tom Brady taking a break. Uh, you know, we, we got, like I said, the Cowboys. You got the, the Packers are interesting. Lamar Jackson, which we don't talk a lot about, but it, that's an interesting storyline that I definitely want to touch on with the chefs. I mean, what what storyline is the most interesting to you right now? Um, I'm really interested to see the Chiefs now that they don't have Tariq Hill anymore and what that team looks like. I talked about uh, Cincinnati trying to repeat. That's interesting to me. Uh, the whole shakeup in Miami. Um, and so I'm really watching those two Alabama quarterbacks, one by way of Oklahoma uh, as his last stop. But I'm watching Tua and Jalen to see uh, what kind of improvement we see out of those guys this year um, to see if they take another step. And I'm curious to see uh, what happens with this Tennessee Titans team because it, if Henry doesn't stay healthy, it could be a very, very – Long season in the Music City. Uh, we've all finished our fantasy leagues and everything else. So just a couple of sleeper names out there. Uh, for Denver, uh, KJ Handler or Hamler is a is a really under the radar guy who could uh, make some noise in the slot for them. 
And hey, yo, what school did he go to? What school did he go to? He went to Penn State. Thank you. And there if, you uh, if Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, put up decent numbers, there's a couple of guys that are going undrafted and kind of falling below the radar. Christian Watson's one of them. He's still got a little time to get back healthy, but he's six four, six five, and runs a four four forty. And Romeo Dubs is another guy who's been uh, really impressing people with uh, his work in the preseason. So uh, those are two guys that are going to have to burst on the scene um, on the wide, in the wide receiver core in Green Bay because I don't think uh, Alan Lazar is that guy no matter how much they want to make him that. So um, we'll see. And, I, and I'm very, very curious to see the Lions this year. I love Dan Campbell. Uh, I loved him when he was in New Orleans. It's hard to watch hard knocks without – really uh, loving the guy even more, really ready to run through a wall for him. And then, you know, he got one of my LSU guys as a, as a linebacker's coach, which I like. So I'm really curious to see the Lions this year and what their season looks like. Yeah, I mean, Hard Knocks is, does a great job of really hyping the team that's on there, even though usually they're not one of the upper echelon teams, per se. They're usually a solid team, but, you know, on the come or something like that. But it makes you want to really be invested in that team and like the Lions. Uh, so I think, you know, Campbell, you know, a lot of question marks last, last year, but I think watching him really came off really well, uh, really, you know, motivating. And, and, and I like, I just like the program they have. I love Deuce. I really do. I would play for that guy in a heartbeat. Um, he, he's just, he, he, he's energy personified. I love watching him. So good staff that they got there. Um, TP, I got to come to you. You can talk lines as you want, but I got to ask you two questions about the man, Lamar Jackson. Should he be playing without signing an extension this year? Should he play without that extension? And, I mean, as far as – yeah, I mean, how much should he get? Is, should he get the, the the Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed, or is he a step lower? Like what what should he get, and should he be playing without getting that money? If the market is set with everybody getting two hundred million dollars, we haven't seen Deshaun play football in over a year. He got two hundred thirty-one this season. He's supposed to get one million. The rest of that two thirty is behind it. You watch Russell Wilson get $245 million, and Russ is on the downside of his career. not saying that he's bad. I'm not saying Russell Wilson is bad, but we've seen the brighter days while he was in Washington. And in Colorado, he's going to have to answer the bell while he's there. Lamar is younger than both of these quarterbacks, being Deshaun and Russell Wilson. And who said black quarterbacks can't play football? He's younger than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got a $200 million contract or extension with nobody there. They got rid of Devontae Adams. Everybody else there, I think the young talent that they really have there is in their secondary and A.J. Aaron Jones, if you don't know who A.J. is. Other than that, that's why they could take the opportunity to dump that money into Aaron Rodgers. So we look at Lamar. He's younger than them. He has an MVP also, and there's nobody in Baltimore other than Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is the only other stud in the state of Maryland wearing black and purple. So if they're handing out this type of money to these stud quarterbacks, and uh, let's just say the two, the first two that I mentioned, they're good, they're studs. 
they have not gotten an MVP, and this one does, they better hit Lamar off. Um, I don't know if it's smart if he sits out because then he'll have those questions if he's in game shape and if he comes back in, he's going to be weary of not getting injured, so on and so forth, and playing ginger. And when you play ginger, that only gets you hurt. So uh, I think it is good for him to play, but I feel bad for him because if he gets injured, it's kind of like what the doggone Seahawks did to every one of their talented, awesome players from Earl Thomas to Russell Wilson, Mar- Marshawn Lynch. They didn't want to get these guys money. They ended up either leaving on their own will or getting sold down the river. So I, I feel bad for Lamar at this point in time, but, yeah, I, it, it wouldn't be right to watch the Ravens play without him and he's healthy. So um, mm-hmm. I just want him to be – I want him to be, you know, no no injuries. I, I just want him to play ball and uh, prove them wrong, like come up with another season that's above 500 or better because he's been getting double-digit wins. I think last year was the one time that he had under double-digit wins while he was there and he was injured. So they better appreciate what they got because Janet Jackson made a song. You don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Dilla, rest in peace. Um, I listen. I, I don't. I don't compare. Um, watch uh, Russell Wilson's contract to anybody else's. Like I don't think because he didn't get all that his contract guaranteed that they should use that as a barometer. He's an older quarterback coming off of injuries. So I, there's no way that I would guarantee, fully guarantee his contract. If you're going to look at a barometer, I say Deshaun Watson is an outlier. The Browns are stupid, all right? They, they should have never guaranteed him fully guaranteed that contract. That's ridiculous. Nobody should. No, absolutely not. Like, there's guys that you fully guarantee, and it, Deshaun Watson, no offense to him or anything that happened. He's not that, he's not that caliber player, in my opinion. Like, there's quarterbacks I would fully guarantee over him. But if you're telling me he doesn't at least get over Kyler Murray money, like Kyler Murray got 189 guaranteed and he's making about 46 million this year, that's the range a step higher than that. That's where he needs to be. He needs to be in that at least 40, like 49 a year, like Russell Wilson. But full, fully guaranteed, no. But he should definitely get more than Kyler because he has an MVP trophy, hands down. So. Serious. I mean, what do you think about uh, Lamar Jackson? I mean, representing himself yeah. doesn't have an agent, you know, looking mm-hmm. for that fully guaranteed money. The 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 Ravens not really trying to give him fully guaranteed, but we want to pay him uh, handsomely. Should he be yeah. playing this year without that contract? Should he gamble on himself physically and on you know on the field as far as you know upping his price? I don't think he should gamble yeah. on himself to, 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 like that. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, hold out and get as much money as you need to get. But here's the thing. In order for you and the Ravens to be successful, you have to play a certain type of way. All right? You, you didn't bring in anybody like T2B to two for you to throw the ball to. So your yeah. your offense is read option, put myself in, in harm's way. Um, and pray and hope that I, I, I hold up. They didn't make any additions or any um, – they didn't add anybody to their offensive line, uh, significant of note. You, you, you really bring in uh, nobody getting receiver-wise. So if, if, if I'm Lamar Jackson, okay, I, mean, I understand he's representing himself. He got his mom's, 
you know, talking, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't understand how you look at how you've been playing since you've been in the league and say, this is smart business. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's business. Like, you want to protect yourself. You want to put money and, and, and more money in your family's hands and, and your mom's hands and your friend's hands. This is not smart business because you know the money is there. It's not like the Baltimore Ravens don't got the bread. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I'm not too sure why DaCosta and, and Harbaugh and, and these guys aren't giving this man what, again, what market value is. We're not asking you to break the effing bank. I don't think he's asking for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen, you know, him go back and forth on Twitter, and, I'm again, I'm, I'm here in the Metro, so I, I hear it regularly. I can go up the street yeah. and pick up a paper and read it, or, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm sitting right here. You know what I'm saying? So ultimately, he, he, he doesn't want to set records with his contract. He just wants what is fair and, and what his market dictates. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and I think for, for, for a player, for an athlete of his caliber, you know, I, I, I think he deserves that and demands that. Especially, again, me and TP have gone ring around the Rosies about, you know, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback. But at the end of the day, we've all agreed on, on one thing. He doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have a lot of help. And what he has been able to accomplish in this league, I, I, I tip my cap to him, you know, as, as being one hell of an athlete. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's dumb for him to not get get his bread. It's dumb for him to 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 to, to gamble on himself in, in this manner. Like he, I, I guess essentially quarterbacks that have, have gambled. Um, but if you look at other quarterbacks that have gambled, the track record isn't too well. Just look back to what happened with Dak Prescott. Now, he eventually did get his money, but he ended up getting hurt that season. You know, we all see, right. we, all, we all remember the, the picture of him in New York, you know, playing the Giants, crying as he got rolled off. Rolled off. Kirk Cousins, another one, mm-hmm. out here in Washington, franchise tag after franchise tag, didn't, didn't get his deal. You know what I'm saying? He ended up having to leave and go to Minnesota and got, and got his deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, Baltimore is playing a, a really, really bad game of Russia roulette, and you just hope just hope that it comes up right for you because at the end of the day, um, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I, I'm not playing. I mean, quarterback position just is inflation, and it changes every year. A dollar today is a dollar fifty tomorrow, and a dollar fifty tomorrow is two dollars the next day. Like they should be trying to get pay him now, because we all thought that Kirk Cousins deal was what ninety something million guaranteed was an insane deal when he got it in free agency from the Vikings. Now he's barely the, he's barely top ten paid player in the league, thirty five right. million a year. That's a bargain. That's a bargain right now. You know what I'm saying? Like. Right. I, I agree with you. He shouldn't get – he Lamar Jackson shouldn't gamble physically with, you know, risking injury like Dak did because Dak didn't get his money yet. It wasn't like he was gambling. He was he was going to get paid. But he, there was a good chance he wasn't going to get paid after rolling his ankle and, you know, everything that was going down. But I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. You shouldn't gamble physically, but I think he's gambling on the fact that you don't pay me a dollar today – 
you're going to pay me $2 tomorrow. Next year, the, the market's just going up. You're, you're going to pay, and you're going to, he's going to get more money out of him if he doesn't get it this year. That's what I think he's gambling on. But to your point, I mean, physically, I just wouldn't do it. But you're right, guys. Every reason to pay this guy. He has he carries your franchise. He's the face of your franchise. He's got an MVP trophy, and he has done nothing to embarrass you. Nothing. Those three reasons right there is why you you come to the table and pay him money. Mike, what do you think about Deshaun Watson? I mean, not Deshaun. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson. Should he? Should oh, he um, I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm literally looking at, I'm looking at his name while I'm reading something online. Lamar Jackson should, should he, should he play this year? With not with that contract not secure. Like, what do you think? I mean, I think honestly, I, I wish he would have since he's negotiating for himself. I wish he had done more to sort of force their hand. And say, I don't know, like, listen, guys, like, I need the contract passed this year. You know, they still think they're going to get something done. Both sides, I, I just read this week, feel like they're optimistic about it. But Lamar says he don't, doesn't want to negotiate during the season. Um, I think by this point, you almost have to uh, go on this far down the down the road and being this close to the regular season. I um I, and I don't know what was said behind closed doors or whatever else. If he just felt like in a good faith, but at the end of the day, this is a business, and at the end of the day, you you do have to do what's best for you. I agree with TP's point. If you're holding out, you come back midway through the season. There's going to be all kinds of is he in game shape? Is he this? Is he that? Is he not? And whatever. And so then they might try to use those as excuses not to pay him uh, moving forward. But I I just wonder if he should have been a little bit more hard and said, I'll be at camp. I'm going to do everything through the preseasons and everything else. But if you want me under center in week one, I, I should have a contract before the season starts. Instead of saying, I don't want to negotiate during the season, he should have said, this is the deadline to get this done. Right. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, me, I'm not playing. Um, you know, I, I, I think he's doing it to, to prove a point. He's a team first guy and, you know, he, he, he wants to win. But, I mean, like Siri said, football, you know, on the field is one thing, but business is business. You know, this like people said, this could this is generational wealth that can change your 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 family for years to come. Um it's hard to risk that. But you know what? Like I said, if that all goes to, goes according to plan, they're gonna pay anyway. They're gonna pay a they're gonna pay a hefty um amount next year if they don't pay him right now. Pay him for forty nine dollars $49 million this year because next year it might be 60. <laughs> like, okay. Like it might be 60 a year. Well, see, and, and then I'm saying that's, that, that's the thing that I don't, I don't think Baltimore understands. And I think they should like the TV deals is going to go up next year. Yeah. Like the, 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 the price of business is going to go up. So if you thought that you were going to get Lamar Jackson or anybody else at a discount, you need to put pen to paper now because next year when he starts realizing, yo, instead of making, you know, you know, let's say, you know, sixty, you know, six hundred, whatever, whatever number it is this year, that that's average. I can make, you know, you know, you know, forty thousand a year, you know, next year based off of inflation and 
Like, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. this is straight business. This is money. You know what I'm saying? We we, we live in 2022 where, the, where inflation is, is, is not, you know, missing the NFL. Like, they're wrapped up in this joint just as much as you and I are at the gas pump and everything else we got to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So, at the end of the day, right. I don't understand why they just don't understand the sense of urgency. I'm going to say this, and again, Greenwood mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I laughed at him. But I can see a legitimate point where they move on from Lamar Jackson. It's dumb. I mean, stupid, but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, you gotta look at it like this. There has to be some logical reason as to why the Baltimore Ravens have not given this man exactly what he's asked for. He's not a malcontent. You don't hear about him, you know, at stadium throwing dollar bills, you know, on, on, on ladies. You don't see him, you know, in the papers, you know, acting a fool. All this dude does is go home, play football, you know, and that's it. That's all he does. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and, 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 and he does it at, at, at a decent level to the point where the Ravens are relevant. We saw Greenwood's pick. He picked the damn Ravens to win the division. You know what I'm saying? In, in most mm-hmm. circles, I, I, I didn't mention this yesterday, but in most circles, the Ravens are picked to win uh, 10 and a half, 11 games. That's not because some bomb-ass receiver out there catching the football. That's not because they got some, you know, great defensive scheme. That's because of one Lamar Jackson. And, again, it pains me to say that because I hate the dude. I don't think he's a decent quarterback. But at the end of the day, he is Baltimore. That's the, that, 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 that's, that's the equivalent of me trying to say, you know what, F. Ray Lewis, he, he wasn't a good football player. Oh, Ray Lewis was not Baltimore. You know how, you know how quick I get shot for saying some stuff like that and actually meaning it? Come on now, man. They're, they're, they're doing that man dirty. And, again, they're going to miss him when he's gone. They better pay that man or he's going to be gone. And you're going to be saying, woe is me. It's not like these quarterbacks grow on trees. I was saying this a couple, weeks, a couple years ago when I was talking about Big Ben. It's not like starting caliber quarterbacks are easily found, easily groomed, easily – you can't find this. Lamar Jackson came out of Louisville ready to roll, and this brother just rolled. You better get that man a check. Cut the check. I mean, look, Apple is going to pay a boatload of money to get Sunday ticket. That's going to – everybody's going to eat off that, that deal alone. Digital money is real. All the all the TV contracts and everything, but you know, I I might get Apple TV just to get some, get the chance to get Sunday ticket. A lot of people will think that way. Apple TV is one of the lower tier um, streaming services out there. They get the NFL package. Everybody's gonna flock to it. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they would pay you know have to pay sixty million dollars a year for this guy. And like, even the Giants, like. I would never give Daniel Jones uh, an extension coming into this year. I would have, I would have let him play his last year and prove it year. But what happens if the Giants have a quarterback if he has a good year? Then you got to pay him. They might have to pay him top market dollar. That's a good problem to have, but that's a problem to have, like because of the next year, next year up. So we'll see. I, I hope I don't want I don't want him to play. 
I'd rather him, you know, get his, his money. But you know what? At the end of the day, he's going to do it. He's going to do what he thinks is right. I just think he, he should have an agent. I, I honestly think he, he should have got an agent to, to settle this and so he could focus on, on everything else. But um, serious, I, I'll, I'll come right back to you. Trubisky is your quarterback. How are you feeling? Honestly, I feel pretty good about it. You know, all, all jokes mm-hmm. aside, I really felt as though when we acquired Mr. Trubisky that he would be the leader in the clubhouse to, to win the starting job. Um, going into um, off-season training and everything, everything I was reading and seeing, I felt as though he was uh, capable of doing the job. Then I actually went down to training camp. Me and my dad sat there on the sidelines um, and watched all three quarterbacks uh, prepare and throw and uh, go through simulated seven-on-seven stuff, two-minute drill, um, you know, seven shots, you know, from the goal line. They worked the ball down the field and things of that nature. So I was able to sit there and put eyes um, on, on the situation. Um, and Mitchell Trubisky looked really, really well. Now, granted, this was all against, you know, um, teams and, and, and shorts and T-shirts and helmets, but at the end of the day, you know, from the neck up, he seemed to have a great command of the offense. Um, and I'm very, 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 very curious to see how my team responds. No shot. And no disrespect to Big Ben because, again, future Hall of Famer, the stat the third. But our offense was very, 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 very manila because we couldn't really maneuver the football um, down the field and change launch points. Like, I really feel as though we're going to need to do, especially with, how pitiful my offensive line has looked this preseason. So I, I, I like the fact that Mitchell's the guy. Um, also like the fact that Kenny Pickett is number two. We I had I got into a very heated conversation with uh, my family members about it because the, due to the clerical error, I thought that uh, Mason Rudolph was the number two quarterback, and it annoyed me because I don't want him anywhere near the position of getting into a, a lineup uh, during a regular season. So. I like the fact that Kenny, once again, I've seen him take uh, tremendous steps forward um, in his development from the collegiate side of things to the professional side of things. Um, Nothing that I have seen tends to phase this man. You know, yeah, you're a college guy, but at the end of the day, this this is football, and you've seen the step inside of stadiums, um, both on the road and uh, at home and, and play um, acceptable football. Um, he was able to di- distribute the ball um, quite well. He was able to, you know, again, command his offense, lead his troops, um, take coaching, give coaching. I saw a, a certain level of spunk and a certain level of, of fire that I saw when we drafted this dude from Miami of Ohio um, that, that, that you know, turned out to be kind of good for us for, for, for some time. So, I'm not comparing him to that guy, but at the end of the day, I do like the fact that Mitchell Trubisky goes into the, to the year as my number one quarterback um, and that the chips fall with their man, man. It's, it's going to be a fun ride, and, and I'm definitely front row hands up going weed down this roller coaster, and it's going to be fun. We'll see. It should be interesting. It should be interesting. Harvey, what do you think about your Saints this year? You got Winston. Everybody thinks. I saw one one columnist said they they might win the one seed, one seed this year. What do you think? Cautious optimism? I don't know. I think that's I think that's a little ambitious. I do like the roster. 
from top to bottom. I think this is a very talented roster. I got to see what happens with Marcus May and how we replace him in the defensive backfield. Um, still a little bit of growth on the offensive line when you lose your anchor left tackle. Still some figuring out to see kind of um, how that looks. But um, I think if you know the key with Jameis is not to not to throw more, not to throw a ton of interceptions. If he can finish, say, 30 and 10 or something like that, um, I'd be happy. He did finish with 16 and 4, I think, in his abbreviated time last year. So if he can have a 3 to 1 or 4 to 1 ratio of interceptions to uh, touchdown passes, I think we'll be fine. I think their defense is solid. I think they're going to be good. I, I think they could possibly win the South. Um, uh, you know, I said that last night in, in bold predictions. I'm taking Tampa, but. Uh, don't sleep on the Saints team, man. There's a lot of talent on it. We'll see. I, listen, I, I, I just got Winston as my backup quarterback. So, I got Brady as the starter and Winston as my backup. So, I think uh, I, I think good things. I think good things out of that. TP, the D, Detroit. What do you think, man? I think they might surprise some people this year, TP. What do you think, bro? There's a song from the 70s, right? Came out of you know the Midwest, you know Motown, you know. And the hook they say people don't like money. Don't let money change you. The Almighty Dollar, because people keep on changing, changing up their mind. Don't let, don't let, don't let, don't let, don't let, don't let money change you. For the love of money, people will steal from their brother. Okay. I want you to know. You already know OJ. So let, OJ. Oh, okay. Oh, so you just Googled that. Okay, no problem. So, but as long as you people are oh, listening. Oh, stop. You I know grew up saying? on that album. Ships, no, you, ships you, you, you didn't grow up on that stuff. You, you, don't, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. Ships You don't know nothing. Don't stop. You don't know nothing. I'm the Motown guy in here. I'm the Motown guy in here. Okay? Don't do that. All right? Just so you know, don't. Don't let money change you, man. And right now we can't let that money change us, man. This is all young talent, so ain't nobody really get, you know, big money, man. I, I like that hard knock set up this season just right. Um, the money's all in the lap of Jared Goff right now. He got to go out there and earn his keep, especially with a whole bunch of weapons around him. They even, they got so many weapons around him, they were cutting weapons that deserved to make the team. Like So they are trying to flood him. The offensive line is top three in the league. Uh, we just lost the guard and, and uh, Big V, but, I mean, the, the backup should be able to do his part. I'm not going to put so much be like, yeah, he's going to fit in and plug just like, you know, how it's supposed to be. But I know he's probably going to have some mess-ups here and there, but I feel like with what they had, I mean, it, it shouldn't be that far off of what we're supposed to be able to do. So um, I don't I don't want to hear, it. oh, they're going to do this, that, and the third. Like, uh, I think they're going to have a better season. I, I think they have the weapons to get it done. It all relies on what Goff has. And I'm mad that they won't get a, a backup quarterback that's quality like a name like Cam Newton or something. Just go get somebody to be the backup. They went and got Nate Sudfeld and cut both quarterbacks that were backing them up. It's like, don't peg us on the wrong foot. So right now, it's not too much junk I want to talk about Detroit because I feel like they got something special this season. Not just like, oh, they're going to have more wins than they had last season. They, they really got all cylinders, including – you know, the the one-two tandem of Jamal and, and Swift, if, if these two can put it together, this could be a very interesting team. So, 
We'll see around December, man. See how it looks at the end of the um, season, if they could be a playoff team or not, man. I don't want to hear no seven or six wins. It, 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 they got a better cavalry than what people are thinking. I think they'll be over. I think whether it's six and a half, seven and a half, I think that's so. I take the over on them. Um, I like what I saw. I think they got enough talent. Giants, uh, best quarterback is sitting on the bench right now. Tyrod Taylor will be starting by mid-November. That's my that's my that's my my gut. Giants probably will get to seven wins. I I pick the under seven and a half. I think they'll be right at seven wins. Um, Daniel Jones, this will be his last year. Um, Saquon will have a really good season. Um, in spite of that, um, Daniel Jones do a more of the same, turning over the football. Um, you know, one read, one one read quarterback, one trick pony. Um, yeah, and, and it's really about those two rookies, man. Thibodeau, if he comes back healthy, looks like he's going to practice soon, and then he'll be ready to go. Um, Neil is a beast. I love those two, those two picks, um, but they got more to do. They got more to build, so um, we'll see how it goes. Harvey, uh, thanks for calling in. Give us a quick plug uh, shout as we get out of here on another edition of the Cookout. Man, shout out to the homie big. Timeless, man, without TP and my little brother, I wouldn't be here with you guys, man. Much respect to the rest of the chefs. You know what it is. Check out all of our shows. Check out the website, sportscitychefs.com. We got the blogs. We got the websites. We got everything coming out. Um, some finger foods, all kinds of uh, articles previewing the season. We got the Tuesday night uh, football show. We got the Wednesday night callers cafe, Sunday morning, Timeless and myself. Uh, with the time of Sunday morning brunch, we'll be coming at you at 11 a.m. Eastern time, recapping college football and previewing the uh, the Sunday full slate of action, man. And once again, it's always a pleasure, you guys. I look forward to the next time. And as you say, down in Louisiana, bro. Les, 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 bon Peace. Absolutely, man. I went to that les, les, You can put a rhyme on that. You know, put a beat on that. I, I do it, but. Thank you for calling in. Sirius dropped a little bit early, but, you know, I think maybe that Steeler talk got to him. Um, you know, he's probably got to cry himself because he knows Trubisky is his quarterback. No, I'm kidding. I think Trubisky's going to have a good year. Uh, I think he's going to be solid uh, for the Steelers. I think I think the Steelers will they'll do just what they're supposed to do, get to the playoffs. But, um, you know, thanks for calling in, everybody. Um, you know, like I said, uh, the Sunday brunch, Get make sure you w- listen to that Wednesday, I mean, t- Sunday, uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. NFL Free For All is back full time, 9 o'clock on your Eastern dial. Uh, and always we got the, the callers cook out doing some great things there. But, um, you know, shout out to our sponsor, uh, PHI Apparel. Shout out to Caviar. Matt for doing the, the, the beat on our, our open. Always got to plug in. Uh, giving us a giving us a nice little intro uh, for Sports City that we still rock to this day. A lot of a lot of friends of the program. Um, but you know, listen, the NFL is here. It's coming, baby. It's a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait for the game tomorrow and, and your game whenever your teams will be playing. So TP, you know what to do. Get us out of here, bro. Talking at me, 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 green. He don't. He don't know nothing about that. He don't know nothing, y'all. He don't know. Chill he, out. He's trying to play somebody like he like. He don't know. He don't know nothing, man. 
Look, he's smiling. You see, he's smiling. Sports City. He's always interrupting me. Sports City. This is why he's the villain, right? Because he's interrupting me on my outro. Like, he didn't interrupt. Mike, Mike got to get out that lab, booze on Bontane and all of that. Series get to slide out the back door. I start talking. He want to jump in here, sing songs with me, telling me that he know the song. He done Google the lyrics. Like, I, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? So, you already, you already know how this go now. He huffing and puffing, Big Bad Wolf. What's Yo, the so stay tuned. Listen, listen, let's stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? We we got stuff coming that, you know, definitely. I got it. I got somebody try to talk to me about the college campus tailgate, so that might come back around for this football season. For college Please, football. Man, so, 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 so yeah. stay tuned for that. It's your Saturday morning kickoff to the bunch of be back this Sunday with everybody getting their predictions mm-hmm. in for the game, too. I'm a little nervous because I got one of these players going in this game tomorrow for my fantasy team, so I've already shaken my cage. The NFL season is here. Christmas Eve, basically, for the NFL is right here. We are about an hour and change away from saying Christmas to the NFL season. Um Stay tuned, everybody. We we are in the bird month. All of the sports are probably at a premium, at least of myself. You already know how this go down. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chef again. And if they don't know, now they know. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.